For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Oh, we've got a wonderful show in store for you. I have a great guest in studio, which you guys know I really love to have our guests in studio. And we will introduce you to her shortly. But first, of course, we have our quotes of the day from uh, Mike Dooley in the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what they have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Sometimes understanding their fears helps you to understand their actions and their pain. Plus, understanding their fears sometimes help you to understand your own. Tiamo, the universe. <laughs> we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe, reminding us about how much we can learn from other people and what's going on around us. Because ultimately, uh, you know, what we see in the world around us, what we see in the people around us, it is almost inevitably some reflection of something within us. There's some energy, some vibration that we're holding that um, causes that to be in our world. And, and I always kind of liken it. It's like two people could be walking down the street and one person can like uh, see somebody yelling at another person and the other person can be totally oblivious to it and see somebody helping somebody else. And, but they're both in pretty close proximity to each other. Why does one person see one thing and one person see another thing? And it all has to do with their energy. It has to do with, you know, what are we vibrating at? What are we focused on? What are we connected to? And so when um, this happens, so like when we see fear, when we see pain in other people, it's really about what are we seeing within ourselves? Because that pain really wouldn't bother us so much unless we had that pain somehow within us. That fear wouldn't bother us so much if we hadn't had that fear within us somehow. So when we can understand and, and see why is somebody fearful, why is somebody in pain, that really is, is a big lesson for us to understand um, what is going on within us, what is happening with us ourselves. So it, it's really a big lesson to understand that like, 
you know, why is somebody in fear? Why are they in pain? Well, why are we in pain? Why are we in fear? And, and that's ultimately um, what it all comes down to. Um, so it's a wonderful quote from the universe just reminding us that, you know, sometimes understanding other people's fears really helps us to understand our own fears. And especially, I mean, this is a wonderful quote for today and where we're at and, and sort of just the general atmosphere because there's so much fear running around and being rampant. And a lot of people are like, I don't understand it. Why are people like this? It's crazy. And, and it's really, we don't take the time to understand well, how we, how do we hold that fear ourselves? Because it's out there in the collective unconscious, it's, it's within us as well. So let's see what Abraham has for us. It's not necessary for you to exacerbate your contrast with struggle in order to get it into a higher place. It is not necessary to suffer in order to give birth to desire. But when you have suffered and you have given birth to desire, so what? You've got a desire. Turn your attention to the desire. Think about where you're going and never mind where you've been. Don't spend any more time justifying any of that stuff, Abraham. A very great quote from Abraham because it really, you know, this is something Abraham loves to get into. And that is that, you know, yes, we experience contrast. Yes, we, we experience struggle. And that contrast and that struggle launches, as Abraham says, rockets of desire that helps to clarify within us our our own desires by experiencing what we don't want we know that much more clearly what we do want but what abraham here is really trying to say is like great stop focusing on the struggle stop focusing on the contrast once you have that rocket of desire once you you have that clarity of what it is that you do want that's where your focus should be completely and totally forget about the struggle forget about what it took for you to get to that point where you had this desire now it's time to focus on the desire because what happens so often is we get so caught up with the pain with the fear with the contrast with the struggle we forget that our focus really needs to be on what it is that we want, not what we don't want. And it's so easy to allow ourselves to kind of get sucked into what's going on around us and get sucked into that thing that caused us so much agony um, that we don't really focus on the fact that like this agony has brought us to a point where it's like now I know what I really want I want friends who are like this I want to surround myself with people who are like that I want to keep myself in a greater state of joy and health and 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 entertainment and fun and and gratitude and and because we're so focused on like this pain and suffering that's around us we forget to focus on the gratitude and that's what Abraham is saying it's like Great, you had that contrast, wonderful. You're more clear in your desires, marvelous. Let's stay there. Once you've gotten there, there's no reason to look back. 
There's absolutely no reason to give our attention to what is or what was in the past. We're giving our attention to what it is we want to bring into manifestation. We want to give our focus completely and wholly into what it is that we now desire so deeply in our heart of hearts. And that's really the key to all of law of attraction. You know, there are all these people out saying, oh, the secret of law of attraction is this, the secret of law of attraction is that. There is no secret to law of attraction. It's really simple. Keep your focus on the things that you desire. If you notice the people who really like manifest the most amount of stuff in the world around us, they're the people who have kept their eyes, their heart, their mind on what it is that they desired so, so much. And they kept their focus there persistently, consistently, and and with a a thirst and a hunger that would not allow them to veer off course. And that is what law of traction is all about. Keeping your focus on that desire, keeping your focus on what it is you want to manifest. So two wonderful and, and kind of related quotes from the universe and from Abraham. And, and always, as always, very, very apropos for our guest who we have in studio today. And it is my extreme pleasure. Give me one second because just getting the Facebook live stream up. Okay. And it is my extreme pleasure now to welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour Intuitive Dowser, life coach, neurofeedback practitioner, and amazing healer, Hope Fitzgerald. Since her spiritual awakening at Findhorn in 76, ooh, Findhorn, that brings back memories to me. Hope has been a dedicated seeker of truth, healing, and wisdom. For 20 years, she's been opening her channel to higher guidance through intuitive dowsing and her spiritual coaching with this tool that has helped transform lives. In 2010, Hope received a serious of visions, which we're going to talk about, a massive wave on its way to Earth, representing an incoming evolutionary push for the planet, which ultimately morphed into a standing figure eight made of flowing water. Um, and it is my extreme pleasure to welcome Hope to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Welcome, Hope. Thank you so much, Sam. It's great to have you here. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. And I'm really happy we finally got our Facebook live stream working. I don't know why I didn't want me to to record the quotes, but it's up and running now, so we're in good shape. So um, I'm just uh, curious. I mean, uh, you're, you're, like myself, a bit of an old-timer when it comes to this stuff. Um, How did you first get on your spiritual path? How did you even know about Findhorn to go there? Mm, Good question. (laughs) Well, I, you know, in looking back, I realized that I have been on a spiritual path my whole life. I mean, when I was nine, I was begging my mother to take me to every different house of worship there was available. (laughs) I was reading the Bible myself just because I felt like it. Really? Uh, Yeah, and it it just seemed natural to me. Um, Wow. But, and it wasn't really fostered. I wouldn't say anybody Uh was saying, here, you know, you have to read this. (laughs) So I went on, and then my mom was a very forward-thinking person, very Uh, open-minded. Okay. So she was already talking to psychics, you know, when I was in elementary school. Uh, She did Est at the very beginning. Oh, wow. Yeah. She worked with... uh, Uh, Yeah, she did. And uh, she 
also um, dis- found out about meditation. And mm. she had me take a meditation course when I was a junior in high school. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I learned how to do that. And then... And, and let's, let's give a little context. I mean, you know, today this may sound not that far out, but we're talking 1960s, oh. 1970s? Yes. I mean, back then that was really unusual. Really radical. Yeah, yeah. really radical. And you didn't really talk about it. Right, exactly. Because if you talked about it, you were ridiculed. You oh, yeah. were like, oh, you're one of those weirdos. Yeah, you got a lot of raised eyebrows. Yeah. You know, she's gone off the deep end. Yeah, exactly. And so I, um, then she's the one who had a book on Findhorn, the Findhorn uh, Garden. And I just happened to pick it up. And uh, at the time I was 21 and I read the thing cover to cover Mm -hmm. in one sitting and uh, she came in the door and I said, I have to go here. And she said, well, I'm going in July. You want to come? Oh, wow. And so that's how I went in 1976. Wow. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, I've never been there myself, but and I learned about it probably 1980. I I started to hear about it and the stories of how they grew like watermelon sized strawberries and you know how like praying to the plants and the divas and and really bringing a very spiritual practice to the garden like just created an amazing environment well i highly recommend reading the book it's had a reprinting with some new pictures in it the fintorn garden Mm -hmm. and it tells the story of how the garden was planted in sand literally sand oh, right. this is a right. bit of part. sand that goes into the north sea it's northern right. scotland right nothing but seagrass grows there right and by working with the plant devas and and interacting on the deepest level and by the way that was the first time that i heard a version of the law of attraction they called it the law of manifestation ah. and they were able to manifest literally to the most specific detail what they needed that right, day, whether right. it was eggs or wood or right. manure, they would ask for it and it would come exactly as they asked. Yeah. And they had a rubber tree. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. I mean, you in cannot imagine. And it's yeah. like being in, in Kansas where you look in one direction and it's all barren and yes, brown. Yeah. And then you look in the other direction and it's lush in and green. Oasis, yeah. It is. It, it, it really does boggle the mind. Yeah, it does. It does, really. And like anybody who's like young or hasn't heard of Finhorn or like is new to all the spiritual stuff, really check it out. Finhorn Garden, because it, it is a real... Uh, a real history of like where a lot of modern day stuff comes from in the spiritual movement. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about what happened for you at Findhorn and you know what happened afterwards. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour is uh, intuitive healer, Hope Fitzgerald, and we will be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi. 
Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern Time here on talkradio.nyc. So Hope, uh, we just started to get into your background a little bit. So in, in 76, you went with your mom to Fintorn and experienced the amazing garden. You say that's when you had your spiritual awakening. What, what happened to you there? Well... I, up until that point, I had a pretty logical mind, and I would say mm. the logical part of me also continued on, but it, it I didn't realize until I was at Findhorn that it was actually barring me from fully experiencing a spirituality um, that doesn't make logical sense. Let's put it uh, that way. Okay. And the energy at Findhorn was so huge and profound uh, uh. that... Every day in our classes, you could see like, almost like another soldier falling. You know, <laughs> everybody would go, "Okay, I can't take it anymore." You know, and they and they'd open uh, to the energy, and uh, it took me three days, uh, and then and then it just like it like cork popped out of my head, and and I went, "Oh my gosh, I see what I see now. What I've been missing, uh, I've had understanding." Of right, certain things, right. but you know the the famous Buddha quote: "The longest distance is from the head, head to, to the, the heart,", heart yes. and and it's that. Um, now I wouldn't say th- that was where I was then, and that was a huge leap, and that right. started a whole trajectory of learning and right. education that carried on very quietly, very right. under wraps, because right. of course it wasn't fully safe, right? Um, right. For decades, mm-hmm. and. Um, I like to think of enlightenment as it, it, I understand it now as not a destination Mm -hmm. that you arrive to and suddenly, you know, you understand all. I, I tend to think of it as a series of enlightenments, Mm. a series of understandings that you've been in a glass box Mm. and shattering that Uh, and then you you go on and you grow grow, grow, to the next box (laughs) and you always think you're done with boxes but (laughs) but no you're not really oh you got some thumbs up on that one yeah (laughs) so it you know that keeps us humble right right but um i i progressed along for many years and then uh, we moved to the Berkshires right. in Western Massachusetts, and I had uh, another series of uh, glass box breaking. Uh, and and then in 2010, which is sort of bringing us up to the okay, last... Just one quick question yeah. first. 
when did you kind of go public about this stuff? Because as you said, you kept it kind of under wraps for a long time. When did you finally like come out as as this healer? After 2010. Oh, after 2010? Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. So it wasn't until... Okay, go ahead. No. So I, I would do things and I, I read tons of books. I took different seminars and classes here and there as I could because I was raising a family. Mm-hmm. Um. But in 2010, I had a very challenging year, very, very hard year. Um, mm. Family eruptions and, and very dramatic things happened, okay. requiring a great deal of my time and energy. And by right. September, I realized that all my tanks, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual, were on dead low. Oh. And I knew if I don't get some healing, mm. uh, I'm going to get sick. You know, right. that's just what happens. Right. Absolutely. So I went out to the Pacific Northwest to Tom Kenyon. Ah, and he had okay. two back-to-back sound healing workshops, which he has never done before and never had done since. I oh, mean, wow. these, this was very special that mm-hmm. this happened. So I went out and I had these. And my goal going into them was to, I always say, wipe my inner bowl clean. <laughs> <laughs> Get out all the detritus right. and, and really remove stories, lineages, this, this lifetime in particular, I, I wanted to be empty of all of that. And I didn't exactly know why, but I was on a warrior-ous path Ah. with this. I was so dedicated to it. So I went in and, and I had what I now would call a shamanic, uh, initiation, Oh, really? Through this whole time. I didn't know. Uh, I wouldn't have called, called it that, it that at, at the, the time. time. But now with the perspective. That yes, you... exactly. And on the very last practice of the very last day, I had had so many changes, so many uh, aspects of me burned and gone away beautifully. And I had one last question, which was to understand sort of the overarching reason for this very dramatic year that I'd had, you uh. know. I got my answer, mm-hmm. and I was so filled with gratitude and awe at how it had all worked out and how I had participated in setting it up mm, yeah. that I internally said, I, I am a willing vessel, do with me what you will, out of my gratitude and my surrender to this huge truth that I had just come to understand. Mm-hmm. And... So I came home delightfully empty for three days. Mm -hmm. And on the third day, I had a series of three visions. Now, I wasn't in the habit of having visions, especially walking around in my living room. (laughs) In broad daylight. In broad daylight with my eyes open. No, that didn't exactly happen to me every day. I had had a lot of psychic experiences and things that had happened but, right. you know, this was definitely a, a, def- a different situation. Now, I will say that I had developed a pretty strong dowsing practice up to that point. Now, when okay. I talk about dowsing, I'm talking about, uh, you know, one can use a pendulum or one can use dowsing rods, L rods, right. they're called, or any other, there are other dowsing tools. Um, and I had become familiar with what I call dowsing rods, or what right. is known as dowsing rods. And, and they had really directed us to do some things that were not totally logical, but 
we okay. were strongly urged to do so. For instance, moving to Massachusetts, even though my husband uh. worked in Connecticut, and things that people would scratch their heads and did. I know they did. Yeah. They thought I was nuts. <laughs> and, and, you know, but they said, no, you have to go, and you have to go uh, in the spring of 2006. And they were insistent and wh- what day to put my house on the market, what ha- price to put oh, it wow. at. I mean, no, very, very specific. Wow. And so I was not in the habit of saying no at that point, gotcha. even. Uh, and this was a very risky thing. Right. Uh, it turned out to be, we sold the house at the very top of that real estate bubble. Oh, it literally oh, started to fall yeah. the next week. Oh my God. And uh, and then we here there we were in Great Barrington, Massachusetts. We didn't know where we were going to live. We we had a very interesting uh, situation. Anyway, eventually we were able to buy a property and build the, the dream house, which was for me uh a greenhouse, a mini uh-huh. eco uh, house. Right, right, right. And I was able to do everything that I had wanted to do um, for years mm-hmm. in terms of building a healthy and a, a ecologically conscious home. Right, right. And so we did that and we moved in in 2009. And, uh, and then the next year had this difficult year. Well, I had doused all of these things all along the way. So I was used to working with my guide team. By that point, I had started to have dowsing clients. And um, so that was a little toe out of the closet. But um, I wasn't fully out. Uh, so let's catch up now. Uh, So So I have these visions. visions, So I have this giant wall of water. And it, it, it's it's hundreds of stories high. It's quite beautiful. It's turquoise. Mm. And uh, it doesn't feel threatening. Mm. And there's a byline that goes with it. And it said, this wave represents a push of evolution that is coming to the planet. Okay. If you choose to resist it, it life is going to be harder for you. Uh. If you choose to swim or surf with this wave, then your personal evolution, your spiritual evolution will go much more smoothly. Uh. Okay, end of that vision. Okay. Next vision, it's a cross-section of the wave from the sideways. So, okay. what, you know, when you see a curling wave that shows a surfer, surfer you know, right, thing. Right, right. So the byline that went with this was... As the wave pulls away from the shore and deepens into the seabed to get its power, its energy uh, to create the cresting wave, right? Uh-huh. So you should leave everything you know, uh-huh. all our knowingness, uh-huh. on the shore. shore. Okay. Go to the energy of the earth and the wisdom keepers of the earth, the ancient ones, the mm. aboriginals, the mm. Celtic, the various teachers, right. and and the earth itself, and take that wisdom and mix it with this incoming push of evolution. Okay. And then, instead of this letter C that the wave was making in mm-hmm. its crest, just kind of falling down in the water, it curled around and turned into this standing figure eight made of flowing water. Ah. And it and it, there was no byline. Uh, and it hung out in front of my vision like this uh-huh. for about three days. Wow. Oh, my God. 
did you think you were going crazy? I yes. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I just know, like, if that happened to me, I mean, I'd be, like, enthralled, but I'd be, like, questioning myself, like, do I need to check myself into a hospital? That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. And uh, after, so on the third day, I sat down with my dowsing rods, and fortunately, I've worked with them in such a way for so many years that yes and no questions are, are not the only way I can go with it. Oh, okay. And I, I realized that I get nudges, you know, and, and how to ask things. And right. so I sat down with my rods and I said, what is up with this? And eventually what came out was that this, this figure eight had a name. It was uh, called the infinity wave. Okay. That it is a, an energetic, it, it's a living energetic. Mm-hmm. It is a 10th dimensional energy mm-hmm. that is love and compassion at a very distilled level. So this is way above the energy mm-hmm. of our emotional abilities to feel okay. love and compassion. It's right. very distilled. Okay. And that's inherent in the water. Uh, and the purpose of this was to help us in our evolution. Uh, okay. In, okay. So, okay, that's all I knew. And then they told me that I had to create workshops about this. <laughs> and I said, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> about what? <laughs> about exactly. Figure, watery figure eight? What the heck? You uh. know? And then they subtly but kindly reminded me that I had declared myself a willing vessel. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so I always say, be careful, careful what, what you, you ask wish for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Let, let's hold it there. We're going to okay. take a quick break. And when we come back, let's get into what the infinity wave really is all about, how people can use it and how you've worked with it to help people in their lives. Okay. Sure. Wonderful hope. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And if anyone wants to call in and ask a question, our call-in number is 877-480-4120. Or on our Facebook live stream, if you uh, go to talking uh, facebook.com slash talking alternative, you can put a comment in the Facebook live stream and, and we'll talk about your comments. So everybody, please stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Robin Cali Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. 
welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We're having an amazing discussion with Hope Fitzgerald. So Hope, so you have this watery figure eight following you around for three days. <laughs> you get subtly reminded that you said, well, you said you'd be a willing vessel. Like what happened next? Well, um, as I said, they told me that I needed to create workshops uh, about this. Mm. And uh, I've, you know, I, I have some higher degrees in education. And so I know uh, I, ha- I, I say that only because when you teach, and I had been a teacher, I'd been a mm-hmm. producer, I'd been a, 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 a theatrical person, I performed, uh, I was a singer. Like, so okay. I. I was used to leading. Right. And right. Uh, so there was not a discomfort in that. Right. I, I also was used to pulling a, a course together that would hang together and make sense. Uh, okay. So when I was being told to teach about something, I had no idea what it was. Right. I was uh, justifiably um, not only terrified, but, you know, <laughs> you know how... how I didn't like this feeling of not knowing. Right, right, because you right? had to just kind of show up and be present, well, and you're not really prepared. And I and I had to. I I went ahead and I reserved a room uh-huh. in December, and the uh, we were told to have nine workshops. So the way it worked was wow. one weekend a month, January through September. Oh wow! And and the full workshop was three of those weekends. So January, February, March. Wow. This was all doused out. Okay. And uh, so I had no idea still when I booked the room, paid for it, right. you know, how do I even, you know, I had friends who were interested and right. they did sign up. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, very trusting, wonderful friends. Yeah, and uh, for those. I had a very good friend who was by my side this whole time. Um, and what she and I would do would, was to sit down uh, once a week in the first three weeks of January, and I'd sit there with my rods and hope that something would happen. I, 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 <laughs> and and sure enough, uh, uh, I felt myself. I would feel kind of a pressure coming in, okay. and I would feel myself move to the side, uh, and then and there was this urge to talk. Uh, I would talk in a different voice. I would talk often quite slowly mm-hmm. uh, quite loud uh, you know like have this mm-hmm. voice come out and um and what ended up happening was what came out were practices were guided meditations uh. and so i i thought okay i've got three guided meditations i have a whole weekend workshop mm-hmm. uh and i went back to Findhorn, because mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was walking around talking about spiritual evolution, right. uh, you know, before <laughs> any of this happened. Right, um, right. So I went back to Findhorn, and what they had taught us there about Teilhard de Chardin and mm-hmm. his philosophies on evolution, right. and I sort of cobbled together a framework for thinking about spiritual evolution, but way down the line you know uh, a this energy this infinity wave i was learning a little bit about mm-hmm. was a very futuristic technology okay. not everybody initially at that time was going right. to get it right. you know uh and but those who could would be drawn to the work uh, so i cobbled together this thing and i have to just speak a moment to what you 
said earlier uh-huh. about uh, did I think I was going insane? Yeah. You know, like you, all these books on my shelves were yes. about people who'd had these breakthroughs and these visitations and all kinds of very woo-woo out there things. By the way, woo-woo yeah. <laughs> in Chinese, that's the shaman of a village. The oh. woo- yeah. So that that's oh, a I real knew that. That's actually an oh, honor that word. That is an Ooh. honoring thing. Oh. So I'm Oh wow. Now yeah. that's like totally brings it a whole new meaning right? to me. Right, doesn't yeah. it? So, but there these were, you know, I I was acquainted with all these kinds of breakthroughs and instances that people, all kinds of people had had. I just never expected that I would be one of them. Mm-hmm. And so my rational mind kept arguing with the experiences that <laughs> the other mind was having. And right and left, like going at it. Totally, totally. And I, I share this because at some point we make a decision. Mm-hmm. about who we're going to listen to. Yeah. Now all along I'd be I'd been listening to my guidance with my rods and and other ways uh religiously. I mean not to use that word lightly. That I mean very dedicated. Mm-hmm. And um so when this big new activity was happening, I found I was in another glass box. Uh-huh. And I needed to shatter the image of myself that I had had just a few short days before, before you know, yeah. or a week before. And I had to keep shattering it mm-hmm. as each new thing came in. I had never thought of myself as a channeler, right. and yet I was channeling because these yeah. were not my thoughts, my words. And, and actually, the way you described it, how you like stepped aside yes. and this pressure comes down. I mean, I've interviewed so many channelers on this show, and it, that's like a classic formula of what happens you get very small you get out of the way and the energy comes in and things start coming out of your mouth and you don't even know how it got there exactly and half the time i didn't remember uh ah so was you were a trance channel well uh, no i was kind of in an in-between state in between okay i could see the words coming down okay before they came out of my mouth okay and every now and then there'd be a word that i didn't like oh and i now and then i'd try to go and like take that word out uh-huh no like what kind of what would be a word you didn't well, like? Well, one word in particular was the word detonator. Oh, I didn't like that word. It was it felt violent, right? Ah. But no, uh, that word was absolutely precise and necessary mm. in that particular channeling. Mm. So I learned very quickly that I'm not allowed to edit. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm an editor. I love right. to edit, right? Yeah. So, wow. uh, so again, uh, more and more levels of trust yeah. and allowing. Yeah. And I say this because um, it, it it was scary to show up with something that I didn't really know, that I didn't right. really understand fully, and right. to and to then lead a class right. uh, in that, and I did not want to be a spiritual teacher. I didn't right. think of myself as that. Right. I'm really, a, I do feel like I am a guide, right. um, but I, but not the teacher, you know, in that head of the room kind of way. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so let me ask you, because I want to move along, because we're getting yes. short on time. Yes. So what happened in those workshops to your students? What happened to the people who showed up? Like, like how did they show up? And then what happened to them when they okay. left? Okay. 
That's exactly the the thing I was going to say. They came in one way and they went out another. They came in, one was about to leave her husband, one had no work, Mm. uh, one had a health problem, and they came out and that woman never left her husband. Uh, Work came in the door. And and I was able to track this, and I did. I stood back sort of, you know, with my scientific mind Mm -hmm. watching because everybody feels good after a weekend of meditating and whatever. But... This program looked to me like it had legs. Uh-huh. It would last from month to month. The okay. joy quotient went way up. People uh-huh. started to use the wave in all the ways that okay. uh, we were being told to use it in these channeled practices. Can, can you give our audience just yeah. a little bit of an idea of what that means? Like, sure. how do you use the wave? It's, okay. a, it's a watery figure eight. What do I do with it? Okay, first of all, Trust your imagination. You okay. have to use your imagination, which is really our, our key to uh, other worlds. Right. And, uh, and try not to poo-poo it. Right. Um, so you can imagine using this energy of mm-hmm. any size. It can be microscopic. It can mm-hmm. be all the way to the cosmos. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can use it in your body, mm-hmm. for instance. Uh, if you have an ache or a pain. I've used it quite often with pain. Oh, acute pain you okay. just turn the volume of the water up make it run really fast oh, and then you just let it be you let it run and, oh, and you can okay. you use it in your heart to soften your heart these days especially yes. going back to the fear yes. that you talked about right. and the struggle the the heart tends to clench and get right. very tight you put a wave in there you put that figure eight in there and you just you don't you don't have to you know manufacture love and compassion it's inherent in the flow so you just let that flow work in your heart and sure enough your heart starts to soften you start to widen you can make it as big as you want Mm. and you start to expand and be able to tolerate some level of vulnerability even in the face Uh, of all the things that are happening okay so these are little ways to use the wave within the body and by the way if you're angry Mm -hmm. over something Mm -hmm. take the wave put it in wherever in your body that that anger resides Mm -hmm. and run it full tilt boogie Mm -hmm. (laughs) and instantaneously you will start to shift so uh, how about in your own life i mean as you're like teaching this you're learning about how this thing works obviously you're kind of being present it's coming through so it's all new to you too how did you use it in your own life that it helped you? Well, that particular example I was oh, just giving, yeah. I had a teenager at home ah. who was picking a fight with me one night, and you know, I, I took myself out of it. Okay. Went to my bedroom, sat down. I was my my belly was tight. I was mm. so mad, and and then you know, like I could have had a V eight. I realized, oh, use the wave, dummy. Right. <laughs> so I put it in my belly, and all I did was concentrate on that shape mm-hmm. and letting the water run 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 like a rushing mm-hmm. river and as i concentrated on that i noticed that there was another aspect of me that started to relive the conversation and and play the movie back and i saw where mm-hmm. i had contributed oh. to not a great conversation right. and then the next thing that happened was i started to see what i could say to make it better mm-hmm. and then I started to actually find humor and the ridiculousness of it all <laughs> and when I opened my eyes my body was relaxed so the cortisol had stopped coursing ah, through my veins which okay. we as women need because it stays yeah. in our bodies for 24 hours Oof. so I was uh, I opened my eyes I thought maybe I'd been there for half an hour mm-hmm. five minutes oh wow that emotional 180 
in five minutes. Wow. And I was able to go and talk to my child and set things straight. And we were both fine. Oh, wow. So that's one way to use it in the body. And I used it that way. I, I'm telling you that I have so many stories, but mm. uh, through the course of those nine months, I learned so much. Mm. I, I developed these nine. I, they gave me nine practices, okay. which I used and learned about uh, over the course of the nine months. And by the end of that, I was convinced that this is a real thing right. and that I was not insane. I was still a little afraid, <laughs> but I was more confident that I, that I was, that this was something legitimate wow. because so many people had so many transformations Transformation. and their joy went, went up. Wonderful. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Believe it or not, it's time for us to take our last commercial break of the show. Things go by so fast. So everybody, please stay tuned. When we come back, we'll catch up of like what's happened since then until until today. And we'll let you know how to find out uh, more about Hope and where to find her. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've had just a fascinating, fascinating hour with my dear guest, Hope Fitzgerald. So, so Hope, the, all these experiences, the workshops that you did, that all started around 2010, 2011. It's now 2017. What's happened since then? Well, uh, at the Briefly. end, yes, I'll try to be as fast <laughs> as I can. At the end of 2011, I had a remarkable um, meeting w- just by chance with a woman who is very well known in, you know, I don't know if you know about the Telesummit world, and this is a oh, yes. call in or uh, internet show where they, right. you interview people. Right. And it happened to be a woman named Jennifer McLean who had a show called Healing with the Masters. Um, and uh, yeah, I didn't know. Telesummits. I never heard of them, and I hadn't heard of Jennifer, but I met her. She said she wanted to work with me. I said, sure, not knowing what that meant. For about a month, I... uh, 
I didn't look at her card and then I went back and then I saw Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer on her show and I was like, what is this? Well, long story short, she produced my uh, CDs and MP3s of my practices. What I didn't mention is that I play crystal bowls along with the practices. I douse for which bowl wants to sing with each practice. And I view the bowls as uh, living beings as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're all working together in this thing. And uh, so I got launched to the world. Now, they had told me that this was meant for a wide audience. And here mm. I am living next to a sheep farm in Great Barrington. <laughs> and, you know, I'm thinking, how wide are you talking? You know, like to Pittsfield? Or that's, you know. yeah. um, but no, they said to the, wide, to the world. And I had no idea how that was going to happen. So yeah. it happened with Jennifer and then many shows after that. Yeah. Um, so I have continued in my work. I have continued to develop new practices. I did a second set with her mm-hmm. a couple of years later. I have uh, taken this into death doula work. Oh, uh, wonderful. I also take people around the world to very powerful places, oh. uh, South Africa, uh Southwestern France, England, Ireland, Peru. I'm taking a group in, to Peru in September. In September? Yeah, you know, I have to tell you, I know like about six people taking groups to Peru like in the next six months. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a very incredible place. And the thing is that how we can use the infinity wave, we started mm-hmm. to talk about that. Right. It's really a communication device. Okay. Uh, you, first and foremost, I, I believe that every single person can go direct to source, spirit, Absolutely. whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. The infinity wave is a, is a communicator for that. Ah. So if you imagine yourself sort of in the apex of it, in the central part, mm-hmm. you run the wave down into the earth, you run the wave over your head, and you open mm. to this direct communication. That's one way to use it. You can use it interpersonally. It's uh, heart to heart. And you can do it with the other person being conscious and doing it with you. But you can also do it quietly and silently, which I love. So, And, you know, it's interesting because I have heard of other people talk about sort of the give and take of energy and imagining like this infinity sign between you and another person with you communicating, though this kind of adds that dimension of water in the visualization, which is different. Well, yes, it adds the the love and compassion at a tenth dimensional level. So, you know... You know, what, what you quoted in the beginning uh, yeah. was about, uh, w- you know, what you tend to, where you're resonating is what you're seeing, right. what's being fed back to you, and, and also the struggle. Right. And re- releasing yourself from stories of struggle yes. and to moving forward. Yeah. So, you know, just the act of noticing oh, I see this is what I'm perceiving on the street today. Right. You know, I'm seeing things that are negative. Stopping, running yourself in a wave of love and compassion which again you don't have to manufacture the love and compassion every act that you do of that lifts you up in your spiritual Mm. evolution Mm. and it changes your vibration because if you're giving yourself first and foremost a bath of love and compassion yes okay Okay, that changes all your molecules. Right. You know about how the quality of the water you drink affects oh, yes. your cells. Oh, yes. Absolutely. You know, I only drink structured water. Oh, okay. And uh, because I want enlivened water enlivening my cells. Mm-hmm. And the water in the infinity wave is, is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. So just think of the fact that when we run this watery infinity between us, mm-hmm. we're actually 
saying the water in you is now connected to the water in me mm. with this high quality love and compassion. Mm. How could we not have a great conversation? <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't ask anybody to believe this hook, line and sinker. Right, I say, right. look, They'll just try it. Play with it. Right, have fun. Right. Do it with the checkout person. Yeah, do it with yeah. the cab driver. Do it with your beloved other. Uh, do yeah. it with your animal. Do it with the rocks, the trees, the plants. Yeah. Do it with the sun. Yeah, it's yeah. powerful with yeah. the sun. Oh, I bet. And the moon. And the moon. So And the earth. Yeah. yeah, and the earth. Absolutely the earth. Oh, yes. It's powerful. Right. So, so, I mean, basically, I just want to just to recap and to make it very simple for our audience to just try and play with it a little bit. I mean, essentially what you're saying is you're sort of in your imagination, imagining this, this figure eight infinity sign made of water. And it, you pretty much can use it for anything. You can make it t- the size of a cell. You can make it the size of a galaxy. And you can just imagine it between you and another person, between you and another object, or yourself in the middle, maybe between three objects. I mean, you can kind of just use it for anything. That's right. And okay. it's very simple. Right. I it's love it. nonverbal. I love simple things. I know, right? But that's the only way that we could have an energy that could, could, could reach everybody. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's there's no wrong or right way to do it. It's right. remember it's alive. Mm-hmm. So if you invite the infinity wave to dance in your life, mm-hmm. it'll show up in the way that it wants to be used. Uh, okay. You don't have to work so hard. So right. you actually kind of take take a back step from all this intentioning. Uh, because a lot of times when you're when you're working with the wave, it knows mm-hmm. the highest and best. Mm-hmm. I have a great story, which I don't think we have time for, but I, I did witness, and there was somebody else in the room who witnessed a 180 that a person did. I went from being in a, a frozen in a box, non, non-communicating, mm-hmm. to warm and bubbly and in a really? nanosunk kit once wow. I sent her a wave blast. And it wasn't me saying, you know, I wish you'd be more friendly. Right, right, right. I just went, huh, I don't like this picture. I want a different one. And out comes this wave. Mm-hmm. I didn't even control that. That's what was right, asked for. Right. And the person went, boom, and shifted. Right. Uh, it was mind boggling. Wow. And that's wow. when I realized this is so powerful. I see. This is well, so powerful. What has been the biggest lesson for you in all of this? Oh my gosh. In the exposure to this? Trust. Trust. Trust and faith. You know, yeah. trusting that we are co creators. I'm not doing any of this by myself. I could right. not do right. this by myself and I would not do this by myself. Right. Right. I I work with my guide team with the earth with all the elements i work with everything and that's what we're here to do to create a heaven on earth and and over the years that you've been working with it has it evolved or is it just your understanding has evolved and is it continuing to evolve yeah well the wave itself uh the the only way that i can say that i've noticed it evolving Mm -hmm. is that it's more powerful now okay so in 2011, they said, okay, the, the wave is going to be, this push is going to be coming in over the course of the year. Right. And I have to say, I looked, because I understand the collective unconscious, I mm-hmm. looked in every rock store, crystal shop, <laughs> you know, co-op, right. you know, I looked for the figure eight because I knew that I, it couldn't just be my own thing. Right. Uh, I saw nothing. 
2012 January, somebody serves me a cappuccino with that shape in the foam. <laughs> oh, that's and great. I'm like, well, then I saw it on the sidewalk. Somebody spray painted it that starts showing up in packaging. Uh, it starts showing up in jewelry. Oh, and wow. it is now the number one tattoo for women. Really? Yes. Wow. So, you know, it got real in yeah, 2012, yeah. and it's been building ever since yeah. because the and we can look back and say, "Wow, life sure has gotten faster." Yes. things have certainly been been shaking up yes. since 2012. Absolutely, and it's not getting it's not going to stop. Right, right, and so how we rise to all of these issues, struggles, etc. Uh, and and now we have a tool, tool to right, do that with. Right. We can say, okay, this looks like a bumpy road. Yeah. I'm going to be in yeah. flow. I'm going to choose this love and compassion for myself, for others, for the whole nine yards, for the earth, for the whole journey. Yeah. We all chose to be here now yeah. for a reason. Right. Exactly. How does that show up? And trusting those inclinations. You know, right. this is why I use dowsing and I recommend others to do the same thing. Wonderful. To learn to work with your tool. Wonderful. Excellent. Excellent. So if people want to learn more about this infinity wave and about this practice, where can they go? Well, my website is www.we-infinity.com. We infinity we com. Yeah. Wonderful. And they can find everything there, how to contact you yes. in sessions and yes. workshops. Any events coming up? Any workshops coming up? I have up? a workshop uh, which still has some space left mm-hmm. uh, first weekend of May in the beautiful mm-hmm. Berkshires. Ooh. And uh, then I have this trip to Peru in September. Uh, I'm going to be at the Dowsers Conference in June in Saratoga Springs teaching there. Uh, and I'm doing a workshop at the Infinity Foundation outside of Chicago in June as oh, well. Cool, yeah. cool. Well, Hope, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for coming down and being Sam, here. Sam, thank you. It's been a joy, really. Yeah, thank wonderful, you. Wonderful, wonderful. And so just a quick announcement before we sign off. I want to uh, remind our audience that uh, today, April 27th, is the monthly meeting for the Conscious Business Collective. We are meeting tonight, 7 to 9 p.m. on uh, 25th and Broadway. Um, please RSVP and to get the address, go to our meetup group which is meetup.com slash conscious dash biz b-i-z dash collective and all the information is there please join the group rsvp um if you haven't signed up for our newsletter if you're if you are signed up for our newsletter look at the bottom of the newsletter the link to register is there thank you all for tuning in today next week i've got an amazing another amazing woman coming in um whoops rachel harris author of the book listening to ayahuasca this woman is um, a therapist who has done like seven years of research of ayahuasca usage in north america very extensive wonderful book we're going to have an amazing conversation next week i hope you can join us thank you so much for tuning in and we will talk to you next week You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.